Before we let you all go, we wanted to do a Q&A. Um, it's only going to be about 20, 25 minutes or so. Um, so hopefully you have questions. Because Notre Dame we'll is playing it. soon. So. But we'll do it in the, in yeah. the, in, in the form of a, of a podcast episode. we got to get tricky because we, we have to share a mic. So yeah, okay. okay. That's all right. So we have to share a mic. So what we'll do is if you have a question, um, when we have that opportunity, just raise your hand. We'll pass the mic uh, to you. What? Uh, well, what? Uh, well, what? Uh, We just, I thought it was just a podcast name. It's, it's Insert a, a rim shot there on the recording. Are you a mic passer in real life? That's <laughs> the question. Can you question. be the mic passer? Oh, yes. yes. Absolutely. Repeat the question. repeat the question as well. Dynamic voices for a diverse church. This is Pass the Mic. Greetings and God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pastor Mike, Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church, powered by The Witness, a black Christian collective. I'm your host, Tyler Burns. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BurnsClan. Please follow at your own risk. And joining me, as always, is the founder of The Witness. He has a very extensive bio. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the two-time best-selling author, Mr. Blue Check Verified himself. You can follow his writing at jamartisby.substack.com. Dr. Jamar Tisby, what's going on, brother? I love these episodes. They're so dynamic. You just never know what's going to happen. And if we're recording, so that's that that, that raises the stakes. Boy, tell them where we are, bro. Tell but, them where we but, are. Oh, oh, we are at Temple University. Yo, Philly, make some noise. Whoa. Philly, make some noise. Philly up in here. Center for anti-racism. <laughs> yes. And our third. You laughing. You said, you know, introduce it. I do it with some energy. I always, pray, always got pray, for, to say, pray for us, please. Always got something to pray say. Pray for us, please. And we have also joining us today the Witness BCC Vice President, the one, the only author of the book, I Won't Shut Up. Finding your voice when the world tries to silence you. Y'all give it up for Ali Henney. Hey, everybody. So the people at Philly got some questions, right? Um, so we are getting ready to get into some Q&A. Normally, we would actually have people texting these questions. So we're going to trust Philly. And we're actually going to put the mic in your hands. We're going to pass the let mic me, directly let me, to you. Let me, let, me, let me ask the first question, though. Okay, go it's ahead. It's a softball. It's, it's, it's to, to you So y'all are getting some more time while, you're, while you think. To you specifically as a podcaster, but you as well. Have y'all seen these video podcasts where the hosts and the guests are clearly holding microphones that are meant to be on stands? Have you seen this trend? It'll be a mic like we got, right? But they're holding it in their hand. I'm like, from an audio perspective, this has to be horrible. Thank you, Bo. Thank you. Everybody's looking at me like I just grew a second head. And I'm looking at this thing. And you're young. You tell me, y'all. You think it's cool? What, what was that? <laughs> okay, well, I, fake TikTok podcast. Wow. Okay. okay, that helps Whoa. me because they're not trying to be serious podcasts. But have you? Do you know at least what I'm talking about? Man, Bo said everything. I'm not gonna go after the executive producer, the award winning. I, I want to pass look. the mic to Bo, but these are on stands. Okay, okay, okay. Right? This, there's something else going on here. There's something else going on. I'm just here. annoyed. I'm getting old. I, I don't like it. Does Philly really like have it. questions? Philly, save us, Philly. <laughs> okay, now does anyone have questions on anything? It doesn't have to be on the podcast we recorded earlier. It can literally be on anything. It can be funny. It can be serious. It can be deep. It can be anything. Just really quick. I mean, I just wanted to start it off with really quickly. So, what's your favorite colors, guys, and why? Black. Black. I mean, <laughs> Well, my favorite color is red because when they cut him open, oh. when they pierced his side. All right, preacher. All right, preacher. 
when they hung him high and stretched him wide, they put a crown upon his head. Uh, yeah, my favorite color is red. I don't have a deep theological answer or philosophical answer. You want some time to come up with them? I mean, not really. It's not. It's not that. It's not that deep for me. Um, so I would say that. I mean, my favorite color is black. But black also, but I have, I have a couple of favorite colors. It's blue and black and silver. And there's really no reason. Really, I like all the colors um, to some extent. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of pink. I'm not a huge fan of purple. Um, but it depends on the shade. I just like colors. You know, they say psychologically what your favorite color is and why is what you think about yourself. Ooh. So... I think I'm beautiful. Okay. No, I, I, I ain't saying it's real. I'm not a psych. I'm not a psychologist. Uh, that, so. That's kind of giving like Facebook quiz, like <laughs> like hit your hit your favorite color and like it, and we'll tell you we'll like tell you who you you're gonna marry or something. Like it <laughs> right. just it, it's give us your Facebook personal quiz. information and we'll tell you what you should have been. Okay, I think we have a question from Philly. Question from Philly. Wow. So right, the question, Pastor. of course, from Sarai Nicole is what is our devotional rhythm and how do we structure that? What are our preferences? What have we found that's been effective? So, yeah. Um, you should go first. Go first. So I think one, one thing I'll say is devotional life and pursuit of God have evolved and changed over the course of time in different seasons of life. And one of the most essential things that I've learned is I can't have idealistic expectations about devotional life based upon season of life that mm -hmm. I'm in. So when I was younger and I wasn't married and I didn't have kids, I could read the word for two hours, you know, every morning. And, you know, now I have a, a structured, what I call daily office every single day. Um, so what you, what you, what you, why are you looking like that? A structured daily office every day. Um, so morning, uh, noon and night. So morning, noon and night. So try to do something in the morning. Um, that's typically a verse, a meditation, reflection, um, and then also uh, a prayer and then moments of silence that bookend each of it. Um, I actually love using the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality Day by Day um, by Dr. Pete Scazzaro. That's been really helpful for me. Uh, something in the midday and then something in the evening. So I try to end my day with that as well. So those those are actually like really brief. This is all outside of like deep study and reading and things like that. But those are just personal so that I'm considering God. Um, and then I like to, at some point in time, uh, use a prayer of examine. So like at the end of the day, you know, kind of reflecting upon um, what has gone right in the day and what I feel like were um, whispers and echoes of God's grace. And then also the things that I feel like were great disappointments, uh, signs of God's absence as well. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was looking at you because you said daily office and that made that made my Episcopalian yeah. self. I was like, ooh, he talking about the daily office. Okay. Um, but Tyler and I have a shared spiritual background. We come from Pentecostalism. And so of course I'm still there. I'm still there. Uh, he, he's he's still he's still there. I'm I'm an Episcopalian now, but an, a Pentecostal Episcopalian, I'll say come I'll say now. that. So to that, to that point, um, a very important part of my devotional life actually is is praying 
in the in the Holy Spirit with with tongues. Yes, that's, yes. That, that's that's my thing. Um, that's that's one of my things. And um, without getting like too personal or in detail, but at, at certain routines that you have in the day that you just kind of have to do, um, like as part of your bodily stuff, I tend to take that time and, and mm. focus um, because I mean it's kind of like oh I'm already I'm already here like so that's I good. might as so I might as well turn that's these good. thoughts Godward, um, but that's not all that I that's not all that I do in terms of my devotion. I also have a daily office um, that just feels so it's like a daily office. I feel so official. Um, I have a podcast that I, that I pray with, not necessarily every single day, but nearly, uh, every day. So in the Episcopal Church, we have what's called the Book of Common Prayer. And so, uh, in that, it's a thing called a daily office. We have, we also have a daily office, um, where there's just different prayers that you can pray. There's different scripture readings and stuff. And so there's a podcast, or actually there's two podcasts. One's called A Morning at the Office. And then the second one is called An Evening evening at prayer that takes you through that. And so the people pray the prayers and you hear the scriptures and all of that. So that's something that I try to do either the morning or the evening or the morning and the evening. Um, I also have a devotional podcast that I listen to because it's because the season of life that I'm in, it's a lot easier for me to listen to something uh, yes. than it is, than it is for me to go and be like, I have, so I do, you know, have like my physical Bible. I do have my physical prayer book. I do have those types of things but sometimes it's easier for me for me to listen because I can I can be not like doing something else in terms of multitasking but I can be drinking my tea in the morning and listening and listening to the word of God or I can be going out on a walk yes. and meditating and listening to to the word of God so another thing uh, that I do that I haven't done haven't done in a while um, just because my schedule hasn't permitted it but I often um, will take will take walks and, um, whenever I do that, I have, um, an app that I listen, that I, that I listen to, um, it's called the hallow app. It's actually like a Catholic prayer mm-hmm. app, but they have some different kind of prayers, some different types wow. of routines and stuff that you can do. And so part of my routine with that is that there's a church that, um, is probably about like a mile, mile and a half from my house. And so I'll walk and I'll listen to a prayer set or something like that. I'll stop at the church. If they're, if their gate is open, they have like a a little kind of meditation area that you can actually sit in and there's and there's like some statues there's a, I think maybe like a waterfall or something like that and so if I'm there during the time of day whenever their gates are open um I'll just go and sit and reflect and whatever um yeah, I'm trying to think of like anything else that I do, but I, but I love, I love devotional life. I, I yeah. you saw me getting like excited cause I, I love yeah. this type of stuff. I love spiritual disciplines. I try to do like iconography. Like I have some icons and stuff, um, that I, that I reflect on. I just want to say Jesus. that it shows too, because like y'all don't know Ali personally, but Ali is one of the most spiritually sensitive people I know. Like she's extremely sensitive to the spirit and it shows that she spends time with God. Yeah, so well, that, that's that. that's I huge. Want to affirm that yeah. Publicly. yeah, yeah, but yeah. So I, there's a, there's a lot. I, I you know I, one of the things I'll say in terms of like I guess maybe you know advice even is that um, something that I that I had to break off of myself even was 
not having these big expectations of like, I've got to, you know, I've got to read this many verses or this many chapters of the Bible, or I got to pray for this long. That's not really like what God is asking of us. He's just, he's just wanting like that simple, that simple devotion. And, um, I think that, that finding something that works for you and finding something that that fits your personality that fits the season of life that you're yeah. in that fits your learning style or whatever that's way more important than than volume and so i don't know i just kind of feel that's to good. say this to release people from guilt with de- with devotional life and that type of stuff i mean if you're again like i mean i i started out with my devotional life is sitting on the toilet and praying to the, to the Lord. (laughs) And that's, that's it. And so, and that, and, and the Lord has met me there, um, incidentally. So if it's just, you know, in the shower, on the throne, on the throne, in the throne room, Lord, before, uh, anyway, I was going to make a joke, but never mind. Never mind. Um, but anyway, um, wherever that, wherever that is for you, whatever that is for you, if it's, if it's, you know, singing a song, if it's whatever, do what, do what fits you. But devotional life is so, I don't want to like overstate the importance of it, but in times whenever I have been struggling and have dealt with just, you know, stuff, that's been what has what has sustained me. Whenever whenever the church wasn't do what whenever the church wasn't church in, whenever spiritual leaders weren't spiritual leading, whenever other Christians weren't being very Christ like, having that time with the Lord was what yes. was what kept me and sustained me. That's good. That's good. Uh, well, I have a follow-up question, uh, Allie. Is is do, well, you know, you're talking about the flexibility of disciplines and and not getting stuck in a box or you know getting onto yourself for not doing it for this long or whatever, whatever. Do you think that's what Maxwell was singing about? Whenever, wherever, whatever. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And when you're in your devotional closet. Can you pray for us? Please, Lord. Do you, you do see emotionals whenever? Do you wherever, see why? Whatever it might be. And do you see why you need to pray for us? Please. Uh, okay. I, nah, your your answer is revoked. Tim, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm going to minister to some, to some people because y'all are real, real spiritual. Um, right now, my devotional life is very weak. It just yeah. truly legitimately is. It so. is a ripple effect of institutional betrayal. In particular, I went to seminary. I got 107 graduate credit hours in theology and have a master's of divinity. And it took me five years to complete. And that was one of the institutions that I felt like betrayed me. So wow. now... All of the tools that I learned for devotionals, for accessing God and God's word, um, are part of that institutional betrayal. So I'm in the so midst horrible. of a decolonizing my faith. Um, and, and another of the ripple effects of institutional betrayal is that the, the leaders you once looked up to and learned from, you no longer trust. So I don't go back to those same pastors. I don't go back wow. to those same books. I don't go back to those same publishers. And I'm still in the wilderness wandering of trying to find what is healthy. And every time I get close to something, I remember that pain. It's like, well, what if this happens again? Am wow. I ready to take the risk? So, um, yeah, I don't have 
a regular practice of the daily office of devotionals of a podcast that I listen to or anything like that. I'm just be real with you. Uh, what I do have is, um, Christian community, good friends, not in a church, but people being the church. You understand? So it's, it's folks who f- are following Jesus and they're not even in my same town. And yeah. so the group chat is a lifeline, right? Um, the phone call, whatever it might be. And then the other thing you talked about, Ali, is walking. Like, I cannot tell you how much that has helped to heal me because I truly believe we are integrated, holistic individuals. We are mind, body, soul individuals. Yeah, yeah. And the connection, the physiological, spiritual connection between moving your body while trying to access spirituality is something that can't be replicated in a lot of different uh, situations. And so for me, that has been incredibly helpful, especially walking outdoors in, in God's unadulterated creation uh that hadn't been messed with by human hands yet that that has been truly truly helpful for me recently i've started truly truly praying again and not just being yeah. superficial with yeah. it yeah. um but honestly i'm still trying to get back still, into the bro. bible still trying to get back into scripture still trying to trust uh the the tools that that i've had or learn new tools um to to access god through the word Man. I'm glad that you feel safe enough to say that, bro. I'm really glad you feel safe enough to say that. Yes, and I just wanted to say, Jamar, and then we can get to the next question. Um, it's not really, it's not really a pushback, but but an encouragement that what you described, your devotional, you said that your devotional life was weak, and that don't sound like weak to me. It's different. It's evolving. It's emerging. Mm. It's different than what you than what you had. But that but that's not weak. That's and I, I know in my own life, and I'll say this real quick. During my first pregnancy, I was very, very, very ill. So like there was stuff I couldn't do anything without without being sick. Right. And so one of those things I used to be one of those people that I just sit and just read my Bible for fun and would just, you know, be doing stuff during the day, read the Bible. I could I couldn't open the Bible. One, I didn't have like some of the physical strength to do that some of the time, but also some like just even like the reading, the print, it would make me dizzy, it would make me sick. And so something that that God had to show me was his grace was sufficient yes. for me and that his word was written on the tablet of my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to encourage you with that, that it's not weak. I, I don't want to, I don't think it's right to characterize that as weak. That's that because you, because you, you devoting, you, you doing it. Amen. Amen. Hey folks, Dr. Jamar Tisby here, reaching out on behalf of Pass the Mic and my co-host Tyler Burns. Listen, we are having such incredible conversations with listeners just like you who've been encouraged and challenged by Pass the Mic, and they're looking for more engagement and community in their hometowns. So we'd be honored to bring this show to an area near you. If you're interested in bringing Pass the Mic to your school, church, or institution for a live recording, reach out to our producer at ptmlive.com. That's ptmlive.com to learn more, and let's get this show on the road.